afternoon to everyone. It's a real honor for me to be here today. Let me thank Honorable Donato for inviting me here. And I'm going to make a, basically a summary of what my two colleagues have said so far. Uh, so focusing on reproduction and, um, and these mRNA vaccines. Now, the, the title is actually Missing Studies. I've done this uh, together with Professor Marco Cosentino, who's a pharmacologist, and is actually the author of a few of the publications that you'll see um, today. So let me, let me be very clear. You, you, you heard many things uh, today. I'm going to repeat some of them. Uh, this doesn't seem to work. If I can have the next slide, please. I'll try this. Yep, okay. So you see, what actually is a vaccine? Uh, when we, we think about vaccine, we already uh, heard someone else today talk about this. Uh, something comes in, in mind that is actually going to prevent the spreading of a disease, for example. But it's not just, like, just that. It's actually more complex than this. Uh, Einstein said it exists confusion between a description and what is described. It is clear that being a description of the taste of the soup is not the same as being the taste of the soup. What this means is that the less rigorous a description is, the more we move away from the truth. So, damn. Okay. So changing words in a definition has created actually a global short circuit because people haven't realized that what we are talking about, uh, it's actually not vaccines at all. So what happened, you can see, some, some other colleagues showed this earlier on, uh, you can see the, the earlier definition of vaccines according to the CDC and the, latest, the, the later one you know, a few days after. And a couple of uh, words actually have been changed here. Uh, one is immunization, uh, that, that became protection, and immunity was changed with protection, and uh, a vaccine is a product that stimulates a person's immune system, became a preparation that it used to. Now this to very small changes, you know, it may seem that they actually don't make a huge difference, but they actually do because they completely change the significance of the word. So if I actually change the meaning of a word without telling to the people that I'm changing that meaning, it means that they will be fooled into thinking that what they're taking is actually a vaccine. Well, it's actually, it's actually something entirely different. And what is really scary, it's maybe, okay is what you can see here, it's an exchange between two bureaucrats at the CDC. So what happens is, one of them says, you know, the definition of vaccine we have posted is problematic and people are using it to claim that COVID-19 vaccine is not a vaccine based on our own definition. So she asks to the, to, to the, to the colleague, uh, do, do we need to actually do something about it? And what happens is that because of this question, it gets changed to, to what you've seen before. So they actually realized that what, what they were saying it's a vaccine is not a vaccine. And when confronted, you know, with some people, actually, they said in another email, it's the far right uh, Novax extremists that actually are calling this that are not vaccines. So what they, they had this exchange of emails between them. And this is the science behind the changing of the word. So you need to realize, you know, that there is there is no science at all here. It's all bureaucracy and politics that has hijacked science altogether. And for reason to me unknown, most of our colleagues, you know, have just gone with the flow without having any sort of courage at all to say what was going on. Sorry if I get upset when I'm talking about this, but I'm still am. 
So what happens over here, your EMA? EMA, you know, they're even smarter. Because, you know, we're talking about DNA or RNA within a nanolipid. This is the classical definition of a gene therapy. But if you go to the EMA uh, flowchart to understand if something is a gene therapy, the first step is, is this RNA or DNA? Uh, yes. Okay, go on. Is this a vaccine? If it, the answer is yes, then it's not. So, <laughs> DNA and RNA, by definition, are not vaccines because EMA has stated so. There is no scientific reason whatsoever for this. So, there, there are European parliamentaries here. Maybe you should go and ask them again, what is the purpose of this? Why did you put something that if I say it's a vaccine, then it doesn't, it's not a, a gene, a gene uh, therapy product? Because it is a genetic therapy product, because it's a RNA into an analipid. And to actually understand even better, um, this one. Okay. Uh, this is this has been done by my, my colleague Marco Cosentino, and it says understanding the pharmacology of COVID-19 vaccines playing dice with spike. Why? Because you see, normally a vaccine is something that hasn't got any pharmacological effect. It's inert. It doesn't do anything. It stays in the arm, and they, as they said, it, you know, it, this this other one would. It doesn't go anywhere. The only thing that it actually uh, enhances is the immune response to an antigen. That, that, that's all of it. These products actually, they do something. It's, it's been said over and over again. They actually produce the spike protein. That's a pharmacological effect. They need to be translated so they're actually pro-drugs instead of drugs because they need a sort of transformation to become active. But they do have a pharmacological action because they produce spike protein. So, you know, thinking they actually don't um, don't do anything at all. In, in that sense, it's actually a big lie. So as you can see, the definition of antigen is any substance that can cause your immune system to create antibodies, but that's basically about it. Uh, in this other slide, you, you can actually see the complex mechanism of what actually happens. So that once the, the lipid gets into the cell, it gets to the ribosome and it produces, translating the mRNA, the protein, and that's the pharmacological action we're talking about. Here you can see it explained uh, graphically in a more interesting way. I'm not going to get into uh, the, the different pathways because there is simply no time for it. So, That's the spike protein. So the mRNA is basically, it's, it's, it's a prodrug. It fully satisfies the definition of a prodrug. It's a pharmacologically inactive substance that converts in the body, as, as for example, with an enzymatic action into a pharmacologically active substance, which means a drug. So it's not an inert vaccine, it's a drug. But this is called, has caused just the misdefinition of this product. It's where the whole problem has begun. Because the, the two pathways for EMA to actually, you know, what, what do we do with vaccines and what do we do with pharmaceutical products are entirely different. Um, and, and for a reason that, that I told you, you know, the first one is inactive. So as you can see, before uh, regulation, 
you need you don't need to do you know detailed pharmacodynamic and pharmacocinetic studies you don't need to do genotoxic studies you don't need to do any uh, carcinogenic studies you don't need to do any of that while actually with um, regards to any drugs you have to do everything uh, so you need to do you need to check before if there's going to be interaction with the heart with the central nervous system and the respiratory system you need to study the absorption distribution metabolism expression repeated dose uh, toxicity and a lot of other stuff now i want you to realize that all of this has never been done so if when someone says this is the most experimented a drug in the world they are completely lying because we don't know we yet don't know so two years have passed and all of this we have no clue at all so i'm sorry you know this is still a very experimental treatment because we don't know the way it works we don't know where it goes for how long it lasts and a lot of other things that actually we do need to know because, you know, we're talking about our health and especially the health of the young children that were thrown into this madness by a world that has that completely lost the common sense. Lost the common sense. Same thing. Um, if you're talking about, you know, giving the drugs now, then, you know, you need to do studies on the population because new drugs can have new problems and you usually you know, start to discover them as they come by. While on the other side, because it's an inactive substance, you don't need to do anything. And that's what they're doing. They're basically not doing anything. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Can please someone help? mRNA vaccines and, and, and this is a disgrace actually um, what what if you go to a DMA website it's too bad I can show you actually and you can go and see they say uh, okay thank you can um, okay yeah sorry for the delay all right so if you go there and ask, can pregnant or uh, breastfeeding women can be vaccinated with community? They are going to say, yes, you can. They said that from the beginning. Now, there, there are people of the European Parliament over here. Please ask them on the basis of what scientific research they actually said to give these products to women that are actually uh, expecting a baby. Because I can tell you right now, this has been done with zero proof. Zero. Now, if anyone wants to tell me that transforming uh, pregnant women into gynea pigs with zero, zero data on this, and, you know, this is incomplete, um, it's against the 18th point of the Helsinki Declaration. What we have already done here in Europe, it's illegal. It's completely wrong, and it needs to be rectified as soon as possible. So please ask them on which studies they actually said it's okay to give it to, you know, to pregnant people. You'll be surprised by their answer. 
this was mentioned already, so I'll just skip it, but you can see that it goes in the ovaries. Now, what it happens, it goes in the ovaries. That's not the whole of the story. You can see it goes from 0 to, 20, to 48 hours, and the number is increasing, which means that as time passes by, the product is moving from the shoulder, for example, to the ovaries. So we actually don't know in within, I don't know, let's say two weeks, how much of it is moved from the muscle where it was supposed to say to the ovaries. Because this is fundamental. We are talking about the ovaries. And once again, you've decided to give these products to the children, knowing this from the beginning, because this study was done in the mice. So they actually knew it. I said this two years ago in the, in the Italian Senate, and nothing has been done because, you know, I was a strange conspiracy theorist or whatever it was. Now you can see over here, there are publications indicating the damage both in males and females. Um, the Mekovac study has shown that around 60, 50 to 60% of the women after the second dose of vaccination, they have menstrual problems. 50% of them recover no normal function, 50% do not. Um, for what regards the males, you can see uh, um, a fall in the sperm concentration. It's around minus 15%. If you read the paper, it actually says everything goes back to normal. No, it doesn't get back to normal. I don't know why they write this, but I actually do know why they write it, because otherwise they wouldn't let them publish it. So you need to actually be very careful. When you're reading a paper, you need to go and read the whole paper and read the single figures and read what is written on the appendix, because that's where actually you find most information. As you can see, the total mortality count it goes down to 22%, time three, which is 150 days, minus 20%. So I'm sorry, there is a big issue here. Both male and female are, you know, uh, touched by this product. It wasn't supposed to happen, but it does. It's time we actually realize what we are talking about because, you know, it's, it's a huge problem. So, you know, what we have heard for the last couple of years is that the vaccine is safe and effective. It's safe and effective and there, is, there are no troubles. That, that's all we've heard. Well, you know, it's so effective that actually what you see in the first graph is the English dead, dead people for COVID-19 in 2022. And it's 93% people that have got vaccinated at least once and it's 7% or less the people who had any vaccination. And this is what you call effective, because, you know, in the end, they actually said that the effect was at least to save your life. Now, how can they still say something like this? It's, it's actually outside of my range of understanding. And what you see in the other one is what the colleague has just shown in a different way. So it's, it's a data from Sweden showing that exactly nine months after the beginning of the vaccination, you have this fall uh, of, of birds that is actually not stopping there and we have no idea where it's going to go. One is what the colleague has just shown in a different way. So it's, it's a data from Sweden showing that exactly nine months after the beginning of the vaccination, you have this fall uh, of, of birds that is actually not stopping there and we have no idea where it's going to go. So at the moment, you know, for people that say this is not an experimental injection, at the moment we still don't know. First symbol is the, the symbol for cancerogenicity, which means that dangerous substances that can actually, you know, create, cause, or have an impact on cancer have that label. We don't know because it's, it hasn't been done. At the same time, we don't know the genotoxic effect, if, if there is any interaction with the genes. 
uh, that means sterility, cancer, aging, cardiovascular disease, uh, diabetes, psychosis, uh, and whatever. Plus, if we change our genes, you know, we're talking about changing human DNA with whatever that happens. It was supposed to be impossible, but I'm pretty sure that most people here know that, it, that there's been a study done at the University in Lund in Sweden um, showing that there is the retrotranscription of this RNA into the cells of the liver. Now, it's not a definitive answer, it's, it's just a cell line, so we are not sure, but what was supposed to be impossible, it's actually plausible today. And I don't know, since the beginning, uh, since this has been published, nothing else has been done. I really urge all the colleagues, this is, you know, this is, we're talking about a, a lifetime uh, event for human history. If, if we are changing human DNA in a way or another, we really need to know. And it's about time that someone takes care of this because we don't know the answer and it's not looking good. See, we... We went on uh, for a long time trying to understand what, what what are we, where are we going, and we always looked for something that was beyond us to guide us or to somehow take the better side of us. We have shifted in the last few years, you know, from searching the meaning and the sense of our life and or, or how to actually interact with each other with this digitalization of the data that you keep hearing from everywhere which in fact has transformed us in, in something like a machine, and that's what they actually they want us to be. Machines, it means that we have lost humanity. The biggest you know, uh, thing we have lost in this whole process is humanity. Humanity in the way we look at the, at the others, we talk at the others, and we take care of the others, because we've transformed the entire population. And again, pregnant women in total Guinea pigs without telling them. Be that means that whoever has done this, he really or they really don't care at all about you. But it's time we open our eyes and understand it, because this is the humanity we deserve. It's an humanity that takes care of the children instead of transforming into guinea pigs. And luckily for, for, for many of us, there, there is a huge number of people that are ready to put their lives, their lives on the line to defend the children. And please you know join us in, into this battle because we are fighting not for ourselves but for their future thank you